to the Haunted Hangover Podcast Minisode. I'm Louie, and I'm joined by my bud Chris. Good afternoon. Yes, it's afternoon currently. Usually we record, I record this <laughs> podcast at night, a, a rare afternoon recording. Bright and sunny Sunday afternoon. Bright and sunny, really, really sinister backdrop apparently I know. To, uh, <laughs> to what we're going to be talking about, I guess. And that is the new Scream movie. Scream 2022, right? That's what you would call it? Yeah. Yeah. No, not Scream 5, not <laughs> still screaming or Scream Again or any any kind of corny title like that. It's just straightforward Scream. Do, do you think it needed like a, a corny no, subtitle? No. I mean, they, 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 never, they never have had subtitles in the Scream franchise. Yeah. So I don't think they, I mean, a number could have been just as good, but I, I guess in the sense that this is, and we'll dive into this, it's a requel, as they so lovingly call it within the movie itself. I guess because it's a requel, they wanted to stick with the, you know, original title, because this is kind of <laughs> yes. the new original, you know? And that's a, that's a big thing in horror movies nowadays, too. It's it just, is funny how the movie, it's kind of making fun of itself. Very, very self-referential, which is what you come to expect from the Scream franchise anyway. Yeah, but I feel like this one really leaned into really heavy with what the it actually winking is. at the camera kind of stuff. Now, now, Chris, you remind me off off air to say spoiler warning because I'm notorious for forgetting to do that on the normal podcast on everything we do. I always fucking forget. So yes, well, so spoiler hey, listen, warning. if you have not seen Scream, don't Scream 2022. Don't watch this video yet because we're gonna break it down in its entirety. We're going to spoil everything. We're going to yes, tell you who the killers are, what the killers are, what the motive is, where the killer is, all this stuff. We're breaking it all down. So spoiler alert. We'll give you super, a couple of seconds super here. Spoiler, super spoiler warning. A couple of seconds of here to get out. I've seen this movie before. Not this movie. You said we were going to finish this. Go finish it, Sydney. Scream. I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) He's dead. But but real quick, before we go into specific likes and dislikes, what were your overall thoughts on the movie? Did you enjoy being a big Scream fan that you are? Because I know you, you're a huge, huge Scream fan. Scream is, is my, my favorite horror franchise. My favorite horror, my personal favorite horror franchise. And I've been looking forward to this one for, for uh, a while. And it, it, to, it didn't disappoint me. I liked it. There was some stuff in there that I maybe didn't feel too fond about. But overall... I thought that this was uh, a really solid installment and better than a couple of previous ones, in my opinion. I dug it. It's definitely one of those movies that I feel I have to watch again to fully take in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I feel like movies like this, and it's not because they're like these smart intellectual films like like the movie actually makes fun of those elevated horror, elevated horror. It's not that type of movie, even though they mention it a lot. In, in the actual film. Yeah. But 
I just feel like after, like, there's so much going on in the movie, like characters and people being killed and all this shit, that it takes a second viewing for me to really kind of take it all in. Yeah. I felt the same way about Halloween Kills, because when I first saw Halloween Kills and, and, and I left the theater, I was like, did I like that? Did I not like that? And I kind of, I, I enjoyed it, but when I, I recently rewatched it for the second time, I enjoyed it more the second time. And I have mm-hmm. a, a sneaking suspicion that I, I'm going to enjoy this film the second time around, like whenever yeah. it's streaming or, you know, on something, I'll, I'll give it another watch. But let, let's jump into some of our likes and dislikes. Um, we're not going to get into the plot like every nook and cranny here. Uh, more than likely, you've seen the film if you're listening to this or you're watching still here. So, yeah, you, you, I don't think we need to go into every detail. Not, I wouldn't call this a deep cut considering it's a really it's a brand new movie. And yeah. More than likely, if you listen to our show, you're, gonna, you're checking this out just to hear our thoughts, which before we jump into likes and dislikes, I should say we've like Dave and I have never done this on the normal podcast with contemporary movies or movies that are current and coming out. But this is something I want to do kind of going forward for the new year. Now, we're not going to cover every horror film that comes out, but maybe some of the bigger ones. Chris and I will jump on here and talk for a few minutes and I'll give my thoughts and Chris will give his thoughts. Maybe we'll have Dave on some. Maybe we'll have some other you know, haunted hangover. Little rap sessions. Little here. rap sessions. Yeah, and just kind of talk about the movies. But yeah, let's let's jump into uh, likes. G- give me some of your likes. Give me give me two likes off the top. I gotta say, twenty twenty two. I really appreciated that this movie. You can absolutely tell was made by fans of the franchise. Those yeah. guys in Radio Silence are obviously lifelong horror movie fans, screen movie fans, Wes Craven fans. Yeah. And that that attitude and that love seeps through nearly the entirety of the movie. It, it, it's very obvious that this was made by fans for fans. Um, and I think that was kind of my biggest, like, biggest like about the film. Mm-hmm. Is it, it, I agree. It, it felt like something that, you know, they were like, we're all in this together kind of thing, and we're making this for you. And 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 it felt rewarding in that sense to watch it. Yeah, I, again, I'm I'm only familiar with them because of, what is it, Ready or Not? Yeah, and, and uh, Southbound, Southbound, right? right. And Which, VHS, I think they had a second they, Yeah, VHS. so, I mean, this is kind of their biggest movie to date. They're horror fans, like you said. Yeah. They're big horror fans, you could tell. <laughs> all they've made are horror films so right. far. And, I, and I've liked all the previous stuff they've done. Yeah. So I'm all for like it's cool that we're at a point now where like horror fans are making horror like big horror movies yeah. in Hollywood. So that's that's pretty dope. You yeah, know? I love that. Especially, especially as like a filmmaker and you're an actor too, like outside of doing this type of shit. Like it's kind of cool to see that, you know, just to see people that love these franchises like just being heavily involved in creating new installments or remaking or rebooting, whatever you call. So I totally agree. That's definitely a, a big like for me as well. Absolutely. What's another, what's another big like? I think that, that, that it was, it was, and now we're going to start getting into spoilers. It was <laughs> smartly done the way they tied a lot of the legacy of scream to this yes. new film, you yes. know, from, from, stuff that is like the big obvious stuff like the main girl being the illegitimate daughter of Billy Loomis like the big stuff like that and yeah. then you know I was I was looking through the cast list and the character names last night after we got home and uh one of the characters in the film her last name 
is uh, Mackenzie. Okay. And so that, I mean, it's not necessarily, this is not necessarily canon or, you know, I may be reaching, but in the beginning of the very first scream, when Drew Barrymore's parents get home, her dad tells the mom to drive down the block to the Mackenzie's. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that's pretty cool. You could say that that's another yeah. like smaller Easter eggy kind of nod to the original. And, and I think that they, that they did that well, you know, they balanced the legacy of scream well with the newer characters. I mean, there's a few, you know, iffy kind of tenuous connections that I feel like didn't necessarily need to be there. But overall, I think that the, the legacy of scream was well represented in a franchise that's 25 years old at this point. Yeah. I, I, that's another thing I agree with. That's that stuck out to me too, how they were able to kind of tie in all the older movies subtly. Yeah. It's not so down your throat. Like they didn't have to like be so forceful with like, like you said, making references to other, it's more so for the fans. Like you right. went on IMDb or whatever and you looked it up. You're like, Oh wow. Look at the character's last name. It's a reference to scream one or I think after we, because we had seen the movie together last night. Yeah. I think you mentioned that you saw like Tatum's. Yeah, yeah. Little stuff like that I thought was really uh, cool. Rose McGowan's character from the first screen because she's Dewey's sister. Right. Like you saw her. And I didn't even catch that, dude. Like, that's why I have to go back and watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Because you mentioned that as soon as we got out of the theater. I was like, oh, shit, I missed that entirely. Yeah. I and do like those little subtle stuff like needed. like they when they name dropped Sydney's husband whose first name was Mark and the only other Mark in the Scream franchise yeah. is Pat Dempsey's character in part three so it's <laughs> I didn't fairly obvious that, that that's where they're going yeah. with that I th- I thought that was cool and it it like you said it makes you want to rewatch it to pick up on more yeah. of that stuff which I think is is a good thing like if you if you catch it all in one viewing and then there's no reason to ever rewatch the movie again so. Yeah, which is, again, when we left that whole thing with Mark, I, dude, again, I did not pick up on that, which is why you're more of a scream expert than I am. So. I am. <laughs> because I don't... I'm, I'm, I'm the Randy of Haunted Hangover. There you go. Dude, those are two Easter eggs that went right over my mm-hmm. head. I didn't even notice them until you pointed them out to me. And then, like, uh, during the, the opening, the first, uh, you know, the first kill, which yeah. subverted the expectations and is not a first kill, the, uh, the killer's on the yeah. phone... And he mentions that his name is Charlie. And Charlie was the name of the Culkin kid in Scream 4. So, I mean, like, again, it might be a little bit reachy, but these are kind of things that are probably... It's definitely some weight to them. Some weight. Yeah, yeah. there's there, there are definitely references to the previous films. And speaking of the previous films, and this is something I, I really liked about the movie, was the look of the movie itself. Like, the cinematography, mm-hmm. was well, it was well shot. It has a really good look to it. The lighting... Because my biggest issue with part four, dude, I hated the way that movie looked. It looks, it has like it looks weird, cheap and grainy. Not even cheap and grainy. It looks it more so it had like this weird kind of like haze to it. Yes. Which I don't know if that was like an artistic thing they were trying to go for, but it didn't look anything like the previous yes. three movies. Yeah, and, I know I'll, exactly and I'll be honest. Right. There's like almost a gloss to, yes. to everything. And it was really bright and it, it was really sharp. It was odd because the like the other three didn't have that like that look at all. Um, I did I I'm, did not like that about the fourth movie, but I loved how in this one it kind of looks like it's in the same universe. It yeah. fits flawlessly. Yeah, the, the aesthetic is much the more. It's definitely a blended. more modern film. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a more modern film, but it, it had a really good look, especially those hospital scenes, dude. The yeah. lighting and the colors. I just love the way 
they looked. Another thing I liked, and this is big spoiler, again, all the warnings. I like that they killed Dewey, dude. I <laughs> someone Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pour I'm gonna pour it out for my man Dewey. Dude, they needed to kill one of them off. Yeah, they no, absolutely, to. absolutely. They it it, it raises the stakes. It raises the stakes and and Dewey, I mean, you know, Sid's the final girl, but I'd and, and this is my personal opinion, but of the three of them, Dewey is the most likable yeah. character. It makes the he most impact been, to the yeah. audience that they kill off this this affable, lovable guy that you can't help but root for. And, mm-hmm. you know, in this movie particularly, it, it he is very down in the dumps. You know, he's living in a trailer. He's not the yeah. sheriff anymore. And you get this kind of hint that maybe he could turn it all around if, the, if he... Were yeah. to figure this case out, but that's not the way that it goes. And he bites I, the I dust. thought, I thought the way they handled it was was really well done because, like you said, he was kind of like living in what is like a trailer, mm-hmm. or like that, and he's not with Gail anymore. And I love how it's almost like Ghostface reemerging sprung him back to life. Yeah, yeah. And he has that one scene. Uh, with Gail where he's like you find out that he left her mm-hmm. for once and how his life just kind of wasn't going the way he, he wanted it to at the time and it's almost like he did it to protect her yeah. in a way you know and I and I like that and I do like how he puts up a fight when he dies absolutely and he's doing it to like help the new characters mm-hmm. he basically sacrifices himself to yeah. let them get away even though one of them was the fucking killer. <laughs> um, but the main girl, I, I forget the character's name, I'll be honest. I, the main lead girl, I forget her character's Sam. name. Sam. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> I should have remembered that for obvious reasons. Yeah. Name, Sam. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I just like how... And, that, and then he had to die by getting stabbed by two knives. Right, because like, we know like, Dewey can get sure. stabbed one time and he, he keeps on kicking. It happens to Dude. him quite often. In the movie, he even says, I've been stabbed nine times. Yeah. So it's like... The killer knew that they had to do something different to make sure my man was down. Like, right. that dude, fucking, it was dead. He gets, like, stabbed. The knife goes up and then stabbed again in the back. And yeah. same, like, he's dead. He's There's a, no 100% surviving. dead, yeah. He's There's not, he's no not getting a, a, a no. resurrection in the next sequel. There will be no Dewey faked his death in Scream 6. No. That, won't, <laughs> that won't be happening. I mean, it eventually it had to happen. It had to, and I and I think they should keep that trend going. If they make two more sequels, kill Gale in the next one, then kill Sydney in the last one. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what they that's what they should do. Possibly, if they feel like it, it's worth it, dude. Because you know why? And this is this is I made this joke earlier to uh, to my fiance. I told her I said. In 20 years, they could do a Halloween 2018 and and retcon all the sequels and just make a sequel to the first film. Yeah, absolutely. And just bounce 20 years. And honestly, dude, I could see them doing that because these, these actors aren't that old. Like in 10 or 15 years, they could make another one and they'll be like in their 70s if they really wanted to. If Not saying that's what people want, but you never know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I mean, I feel like they kind of uh, – they already took some cues from the, the Halloween – uh, requel 2018 yeah. <laughs> Halloween requel. You know the the title, obviously the same title as the first one. The the Dewey kind of 
being the gruff older guy living in the trailer mirrors Jamie Lee Curtis's arc in yeah. in Halloween a hundred like the off the grid kind of loner who knows that it's going to happen again but nobody believes them kind of thing yeah it, it made sense and like I said going back to his whole death it, it it worked and and playing off of his death what I do like is the movie did introduce some new characters that I did enjoy and I almost wish they were in the film a little more mm-hmm. like specifically I really like the twins yeah like I thought that was an interesting touch to have a set of twins that are related to Randy to Jamie Kennedy's character yeah. and how they kind of like those are obviously his niece and nephew like they're like they're witty and they're joking. very much they very rules. much like him yeah. yeah and I and I dug those characters and it's funny because I was shocked I I was like one of them is going to die but at the fucking end Neither. they both survived which yeah. is crazy there's the, the there's one... a decent uh crop of kids that survived this yes. time around yeah for sure and and I thought they were the two standouts to, like to me, mm-hmm. like that made like they were the funniest characters. They had kind of the most to work with. They weren't like stereotypical. Like he wasn't just a jockey guy. He yeah. came off a little nerdy himself, mm-hmm. just like his sister. So I really, really enjoyed those two characters. And I do like how like they had the one character's name was Wes for like Wes Craven. Yeah. It was like an homage to him, which was right. really sweet. And I and I do like that. And they even they even played into it. I think at the party they're like four Wes and at the very end for Wes. Right. So yeah. they, they based this, this entire, this character's name was Wes just to kind of, well, yeah, the love letter to Wes Craven, which is, was a single tear was shed. Like that you was a to, sweet you thing. You had to do You it. don't have a screen without Wes Craven. So, and I was surprised they killed that actor. That I was, yeah. That, yeah. that kid, he's, he's pretty known. Sort of a well, yeah, well known. Yeah. The, the, the Dylan Minnette, the kid from, yes, uh, Goosebumps and Don't Breathe and 13 Reasons Why. He's kind of a, if I had to say, I'd say of the new legacy, uh, new generation characters, he's probably the biggest uh, well-known actor in that group. Yeah, for sure. So that's the, it was when they I thought like they were going to kill his mom with Judy, I think is her name. Yeah. Who's like the new sheriff. She was from mm-hmm. part four. I thought they would kill her and like he'd find her body. And that's how that scene was going to end. So when he died and he died brutally, he got stabbed in the yeah. fucking neck. I was yeah. like. Whoa! I did not. Ex- I expected him to. I expected him to kind of be like the new Randy or something. Okay, yeah, maybe, yeah. But I was surprised that they killed him. So I think, and that plays into something I didn't like, which we'll jump into into in a second. All some of the stuff we didn't like about the movie. Um, but yeah, he he him dying. I was like, wow, it would have yeah. made more of an impact. And I guess I'll segue into something I didn't like. If they didn't kill. And we talked about this last night. It was the one, like, one of my, I don't have many gripes with the movie. I have one or two. Um, if they didn't kill that Vince character, the creepy guy. Was a, like, was a, what was the an unnecessary character. character? Yeah. Yeah. Because I like that they didn't kill um, the girl in the beginning, Sam's sister. Yes, yes. The opening kill is not an opening kill, which I it's think not. Is, is, a, is a great little twist on the franchise. I dug that. Movies in. I did. And I, and I think it would have... The the cat the death of Wes and Judy would have been more impactful if they instead of killing that Vince guy off the dude from Jennifer's Body I forget yeah. the actor's name um instead of killing him off they could have just developed the characters a little more and then one of the legacy characters from Part Four her and her son are k- killed it would have been like flipping the opening kill in a way where it's like okay the girl in the opening scene didn't die. But we have this one character who you think is important, mm-hmm. and 
she's killed because she's a survivor and then her son is killed and he's a well-known actor it would have been like the reverse almost of drew barrymore where you right, kill in the opening the most five minutes known, yeah the most known actor amongst the teens first you yeah know, kill him first but they didn't do that and that whole vince character dude his death sucked he got like stabbed in the neck it was like point yeah like, and i mean I, I i i understand it from a plot perspective it plays into the killer's scheme of making it look like it's all related to the past because you get this you get this uh this name drop that 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 vince kid was the nephew of Stu mocker matthew Lillard's character from the first one yeah which I mean, sure, the you, you, we can say that the first scream takes place over the course of I don't know a week, right? So you yeah, never are introduced. You never are introduced to the family that Stu could potentially have had. You know, he's obviously got parents, but we never learned that Stu had a sister. Not that you know, there's any line of dialogue where he'd just be like, "My sister's yeah. gonna be so mad at me." But it, it just. While I said earlier that you know a lot of the legacy ties were good, there were a couple of. Uh, lamer ones, and I think that the, yeah. the the Vince guy being the ultimate red herring of like this guy looks like a killer only to be killed two minutes later, and then like hey, look at the camera, he's Stu's nephew. Like it, that one was kind of, and it's never talked about again. It's never yeah. referenced again. It's literally that fifteen minute slice of movie that he's in, and that's that. If that, dude, he's got like a total, mm-hmm. like three minute screen time in the yeah. whole movie. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is fucking, and his death sucked. He got stabbed in the neck quick and then they like cut. I was like, yeah. Right. And, the and, point and of that? Uh, the, the, the West kid getting stabbed in the neck was like a great, brutal kill. Yeah. And if they didn't add that Vince character, those char- I feel like their death scenes would have been more, because no one dies before them except for that Vince guy. He's yeah. the only one, right? Yeah. So I'm yeah. Like, it would have been so much more impactful, more tense. They could have done more with that, with those two characters being killed. If they just didn't kill that random dude, mm-hmm. that's just like a douchey, sketchy guy yeah. for no reason. I did not like that. I felt it, it kind of took away from any character development that the other characters could yeah. have had. Yeah, you know, it, I, would it have, really, I would have preferred really another like, scene with Dewey, honestly. It really <laughs> slowed the momentum. It really, yeah. for, and, it, and it took a little bit of time to get it back. Yeah, and, and I have. Do you have any other dislikes? Do you have anything? There's, there's a few that I put I mean, on a list. I know you, you know, like I, the movie about eighty five percent. The one not much you didn't like about it. The one biggest dislike I, I, I will yeah. say I, and yes, there's precedent for it in previous Scream movies. Um, but again, spoiler alert: the <laughs> big surprise is that Skeet Ulrich is back as yeah. the. the uh, dark passenger, I guess you can. He definitely, <laughs> yeah. he definitely is a dark passenger character in this film. 100%. He, uh, he is, he visits his illegitimate daughter in visions. Um, you know, he pops up in the backseat of her car and he is very poorly de-aged through some very wonky technology. He looks almost like a Snapchat filter. Um, <laughs> and he is wearing the, outfit that he was in the day that he died he looks exactly like he does at the end of the first screen movie yeah and to me i understand as an audience that's what we're most familiar with and that's how billy would look to us but for a girl that never met her father how does she how does he appear to her in that particular of a form a and b why the hell is he there in the first place scream isn't really a movie about 
ghosts and supernatural and hauntings and things like that. So yeah. to me, I mean, I know in Scream 3, you know, Sydney kind of sees the ghost of her mom she has, like, a few times. And shit, yeah. Right, but I, you kind of take that more as like Sydney just can't cope with all this shit that has happened to her. Whereas yeah. you don't really get that impression from this new girl because you don't know her. So the, the, the dark passenger, Billy Loomis, just kind of, I mean, I loved seeing it. I thought it was a, it was cool to see Skeet back in Scream, but it, it could have been done better, I think. And that was my biggest gripe with the movie. Yeah. I, my issue with it was they showed it to, like, it would have been cool if it was like once or twice, but yeah. they did it like four or five times. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, all right. It was because when he first popped up, I was like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. I think I leaned over to you. I was like, oh yeah. shit, that's pretty, that's cool that he's like, they got someone back. Right. From the original Scream, like one of the killers back. And then I, I do agree. His It looked like they did some sort of like makeup on him mm-hmm. to like smooth out his skin and did something else. I, I, that didn't really bother me too much. More so just how much they showed him. Yeah. I was yeah. Not they they leaned on it a little too much as a, as, a, as a plot crutch for to, to, to kind of show that Sam is going through things. And like we, we, we know she's going through things. People are dying around her. We don't yeah. need to see Billy Loomis every time she's alone, you know, and it kind of was every time she was alone. <laughs> yeah. He popped she, up. She had to, uh, she had to like get all stressed out and pop pills every time yeah. they popped up and scream. It did get a little like redundant. That's why I said if it would have happened like once or twice, right? Like the to that point, if it if it only happened in the mocker house at the end, that would have felt thematically better because mm. Billy died in that house. Yeah. So for him to pop up there as a ghost would have felt much more natural because he's dead. He never that left sense. that house, you know? I like that. That would, have, that would have worked a lot more naturally than being in her rearview mirror as she was driving and, and you know, <laughs> yeah. joking with her and all that kind of, like, the, you know, the sarcastic jokes. It just it yeah. fell a little flat. Did you like that she was his daughter? Like I his... thought that was cool. I thought that was yeah, great. Yeah, that didn't bother me I mean, you, you can't really be bothered by that because you have a franchise that introduced a half-brother three movies into it out of nowhere. So in the world of Scream, these people just get around and fuck a lot. I mean, that's really (laughs) what you got to get from it. Yeah, dude. Like I said, I I was thinking about it at first. I was like, it it didn't bother me. Like, I thought it was kind of cool how our new lead character is related to the villain or the killer of the first. Our new protagonist is related to the main antagonist who started all this. Yeah, so I I do like how they were able to kind of connect it to the first movie in a, in a, I guess not in a subtle way, but connected in a plausible way because, yeah. you know, he would listen, Sydney wasn't giving Billy some, if you remember in that first right, movie, right, he, my exactly. man wanted to get some and she was not with it at the time she had so, the, the the electric underwear on yeah my dude <laughs> my that's, dude was probably that's scary going, movie that's but. scary movie my dude was probably going to some other you know ladies and doing very things. very obviously he was so it makes sense that he would be you know a fucking he was a killer so him being a dirtbag right it, yeah you're not surprised <laughs> um let, let's you know what with 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 that whole reveal of her being related to billy let's let's go into the killer reveal yeah. Um, now, this this can kind of play into a dislike and a like. I, yeah. I, it didn't bother me. I thought um, the the two was Jack Quaid. What's his character's name in the movie? Richie, I think is Richie. what it was. Richie, yeah. yeah. And Boyfriend. the other girl, Amber. 
They mm-hmm. were good. It was it was a it was a good reveal. I like their motive um, about they're basically toxic fans of the stab yeah. franchise. You know, in in an, in an era where where Warner Brothers can't post a single thing on their Instagram without fans demanding that Zack Snyder's yeah. movies continue. I mean, we're in an era era of toxic fans, and and this movie played into those toxic fans that think that their version and their way is the only way and uh anything that deviates from that is terrible <laughs> yeah. i mean obviously they were psychotic to boot but yeah uh, I, I i liked the motive i really liked the motive yeah they just wanted it to be they wanted the movies to be like the original what I they thought they should be first three is what they first said if I remember three correctly. right yeah, which you know it, uh <laughs> you could say is is indicative of the franchise itself which very clearly they did on purpose yeah that's very that's a, that's a wink to the audience right, right there but i do i do like i do like their motive i did like that uh i had a feeling he was going to be the killer i didn't know who the second one i called it early i was like he's the fucking killer i think i got to say i was i was a little i was surprised i was i knew the the little amber girl at some point she just that actress just kind of plays unhinged well you know she's in uh once She's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Hollywood as a yeah. Manson girl, so you know she just plays that like crazy character well. <laughs> I should have picked up on that because in that movie they light her up in flame. Remember yeah, Leo, just like they her. do in in this, they set she her ass on up. fire. That fucking hand sanitizer apparently is very flammable because she gets fucking covered in hand sanitizer. Really, and lit up really a cool flame. scene. A cool scene. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. I, I, I was I like a little him. surprised that that yeah. Quaid's kid Richie was uh, was the killer. It. it um, it happens very suddenly in the movie. You know, they, they're like trying to escape the house and he tells her, oh, I'm glad you're okay. And then knifes her. And I thought that was a really cool. And it was like, again, right by the door on their way out, just like yeah. the Billy Loomis reveal in the original. And then the other girl, the Amber girl shoots the, 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 the one girl with like the red or pink. The Mackenzie girl, the Mackenzie yeah, girl. shoots her right in the head, like revealing it in front of her. She's like, I'm the killer. Boom. And that's yeah. it. So it, they're very unhinged and kind of crazy. The two of them. So it does work how they're not as subtle, you know, yes. about being, yeah. being the, you know, being the killers. And I even like that when Gail and Sydney arrive at the house, the Amber character rushes out pretending to be injured and they know they're, they've, they've been through it enough so many times that they're like, it's a fucking, it's a trap. It. Yeah. It's a trap. Like they knew. And then she reveals right away, just starts shooting at them. So I do like that. It, it, it worked very well. My only issue with her being the killer is that for some reason, anytime like the girl that the actress that plays that Amber character is a very small woman, right? Right, it's a small petite. girl. You can tell she's petite. She's tiny. Why is it that when the ghost face costume goes it's on, it's like six foot one? Big, huge male <laughs> And could double. like fight a like grown yeah, man. Yeah, and, and like, so, you know, you said before that when Dewey dies, one of the other killers is there. So uh, Richie is in that scene as Richie. So it's very clear that under the ghost face mask, it's that little tiny girl that kills Dewey. <laughs> yeah. And, you know... She's the same size as Arquette under the under the robe and everything. Yeah, it's so weird. It, it it in that sense, I guess you know you chalk it up to adrenaline and all that kind of stuff. You can kind of do whatever when you're, you know, feeling anger or whatever the yeah. hell you want to say. But it, it it was a little wonky that she was that tiny and and tossing people around and murdering them like that. They're not even it's not even about her strength. It's more so like that she grew an extra foot when the yeah. costume. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. 
Ghostface was just like six feet. Now Ghostface, Ghostface should be like five two, five right. three in reality. I guess that would have revealed who the killer was. But yeah, still, absolutely. Just an odd, odd, just yeah. like choice in 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 that in executing that for that just make the ghost face a little shorter. So you're, yeah. you know, one taller, one shorter. It just or, didn't or do, make do kills that didn't necessarily rely on brute strength, you know? Yeah. It's not, again, it's not so much that she put up a fight. It's just like the height change and weight yeah. change of the, yeah. of the killer. It just didn't line up, but I guess right. you could say that about all the movies, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, Emma Roberts is a, is a tiny person in screen yeah, four. And, like, and so is the Culkin kid too. Yeah. And I, and I'm, I'll be honest, and this is not to go on a tirade of part four. I'm not a fan. That's probably my least favorite <laughs> of all of them. And we're going to go into our rankings of the overall series in a minute. Oh, absolutely. Um, I feel like in that movie, they hit it a little better. In this one, it's just like, hey, there's no way that that little yeah. Yeah, shorter yeah, yeah. person is in the Ghostface costume. It makes no sense. And I, and I thought about that afterwards. I was like, she even says she's the one that killed Dewey. And I'm like, like not not to not to deny that she's strong, but just it just physics it made no yeah, sense from a, from a purely <laughs> aesthetic standpoint it doesn't match it doesn't it doesn't make any sense but hey whatever again it's a silly slasher horror film yeah. i can't get to well them. i want to i want to hear your ranking now i want to hear All right, let's let's them. go into our ranking. Right, let's break this down we got five screen movies to break okay, down. we got fra- I'll, I'll go first and then we'll get right. to your ranking so this this is this is my ranking of the screen film so far so it's one two five Three and four. When I was really thinking about it afterwards, because I think we talked about it briefly last night. Yeah. I did enjoy this more than three. Yeah. I thought it 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 it, it, it was a little more grounded when it came like it grounded as a film, which I prefer personally in my movies, like grounded shit. Right. Comparing it to the third one when they're in Hollywood. And I love that they're in Hollywood and shit. I thought that's like a cool just backdrop and place to set it. But I did enjoy this one more than three, and I definitely enjoyed it more than fucking four. I, I <laughs> dude, I recently revisited all the all the, the first yeah, four films, about, and yeah. I, I had only seen the fourth one maybe once before, and that was in the theater maybe twice, but it had been years. And I rewatched three and four back to back because that was the order. Like I had like one night I watched one and two, well, the other night I watched three and four, and I was like, wow, I had more fun watching three this time around because i right. hadn't seen that one in a while either than the fourth one yeah the fourth one just fell flat for me i was just like oh you know what though i, like I think the it, thing but, at man. the time at the time the fourth one came out it was 2011 it had been over a decade between screen movies so people were just excited to get another screen yeah. movie at the time you know and so we accepted kind of a, a lower lower <laughs> class screen movie for what it was you know it was just the first screen movie in a decade, and then there's you know another what another decade passed. Then. Yeah, another another. Now there's another screen years. movie. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy. So what's uh, your ranking? Let's hear your ranking. All right, so there's nothing nothing is gonna ever top the original 1986 screen. So that's obviously number one. But for me, I'm gonna place this new one at number two. Oh my! I God. think that <laughs> I I really I. I for me, it, it hit everything that I wanted yeah. it to. And yes, I, I've had some gripes that I talked about, but I think that it was it was just well done and, and I really enjoyed it. And then Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4. Wow, so Scream so, 2 is, is towards the bottom. It's, it's of, my, well, no, it's right in the middle of the pack. <laughs> well, I guess in the middle, it's in the middle. You like, th- wait, you like 3 more than 2? 
No, two, then three. Okay, so it's it's one, five, two, two three, four. Three and four. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, four is at the bottom of everybody's list. Even more so now with this new one, it's definitely at the bottom. I don't know, of the list. dude. I see that fourth movie getting a lot of love on like Twitter. And I, I don't understand how. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's so again, there's no good characters in it. It's, no, it's, it's nobody's likable. Even the even Sydney sucks in that movie. Yeah, the only I like the Hayden. I can't pronounce her last name. Yeah, Hayden. I can't pronounce it. But her, Hay- her, Hayden, Hayden Panera Bread, the girl from Heroes. I liked her character yes. a lot, and, and she was good in Scream Four. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think this one is way better than. Oh, absolutely, than and it's definitely one I'm going to watch again. Uh, like I, like we said, there, there's tons of stuff to look for on rewatches where I never felt that way about Scream Four. I totally agree, and, I, and honestly, I'm looking forward to watching it again. I yeah. woke up this morning, and I was like, you know what? I've got to watch this again when it when it gets released on yeah. you know, streaming or Vudu or rental or whatever. I, I it does it needs another watch for me so I can fully gauge how I feel about it. But upon first viewing, it, I definitely enjoyed myself. It was a fun Absolutely. time at the movies, and it was a fun and entertaining scream movie. It was a good way to start twenty twenty two for horror movies. I think totally agree. Define things. Things like a guy named Billy Loomis and his friend carved up a bunch of high school kids while wearing this Halloween ghost mask. And every decade or so, some idiot gets the bright idea to put on the mask, kill his friends, and get famous too. Last time it happened was in 2011. And I gotta make sure we don't get sliced up by some lunatic who saw Friday the 13th and thought, you know what, that Jason guy, he's got some pretty solid ideas. So that was Scream 2022. Be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Haunted Hangover. And if you can rate and review us, that'd be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze. Catch you guys later.